Hi, I'm Jerry Lanska, back with the Anointed Nachos podcast and Hearing God's Voice series. There's a lot of ways that God speaks to us. Some of the main ones we've already talked about, like through the Holy Spirit, through his word. You know, those are some of the biggest ways that we can count on him speaking to us every day. But we can't put him in a box. There's a lot of ways that he still gets his point across, gets his thoughts and ideas to us. And we need to understand, we have to be open to hearing from him and always aware of his spirit and of Jesus trying to speak to us every day. Let's look at one of the ways that God speaks to us through the beauty and majesty of his creation. In Psalms chapter 19, 1 through 4, it says, The heavens proclaim the glory of God, the skies display his craftsmanship. Day after day they continue to speak, night after night they make him known. They speak without a sound or word, their voice is never heard. Yet their message has gone throughout the earth and their words to all the world. Now it always amazes me how some people might say, you know, I don't believe in God because I don't see any signs of his existence. Well, it's everywhere we look. Everything that God created is crying out, look at the glory of the Lord. You know, nothing like this can happen by chance. You can't stand at the Grand Canyon and just say, wow, this is just a big bang, like it just happened. No, God created the heavens and the earth. I heard this amazing phrase once. Someone said, I see a design and every design has a designer. It's true, we can just look at patterns and at beauty and know that there's a master craftsman behind it. In Isaiah chapter 45 verse 12 it says, I am the one who made the earth and created people to live in it. With my hands I stretch out the heavens and the stars are at my command. So God's just speaking to us like saying, look at what I can do. This is an amazing, marvelous creation I made for you to live in. God created us to walk in and around on the earth and to enjoy his creation. He loves us. He wants us to see his beauty and majesty. So just praise him when you see it. Thank the Lord that he created it because he made it for you. In Psalms chapter 139, verse 13 and 14, it says, You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. Just looking at the human body, it's amazing that God created the delicate things and bringing life into existence in a womb. Just think about now how he is speaking to your life. If he can bring life into existence, he can surely help you take care of the day-to-day -day activities in your life because he planned out your whole life. The word says that he knows you. He knew you before you were in your mother's womb, that he knows the number of hairs on your head. So he planned your life and wants you to walk in your destiny. So we need to hear his voice more clearly and find out what that is. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 26 through 30, it says, Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns, for your heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you more far valuable to him than they are? Can all your worries 
add a single moment to your life. And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing. Yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautiful as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? Right here, he brought up the name Solomon because Solomon was the richest man in the world. And even with as much of the good things that he had on the earth, the Lord's saying that he did not get dressed as beautifully as his creation in the world, in nature. So when we see nature and see how things work, see how animals are fed on a daily basis, and there's this huge food chain that's so complex. Every animal and creature is fed and taken care of. So think about this scripture saying, are you not more valuable than all of them? Think about how much God wants to take care of your provisions. So next time we're thinking about, oh, I'm lacking this or I'm lacking that, we just come before the Lord and say, Lord God, thank you that you're going to be my provider. Thank you that you're going to give me the things that I need to take care of this situation. Because it says right in his word that he loves us more than all the other things that are already taken care of. It's God speaking to us, saying, don't worry, I have this. I have you taken care of. I love you. He's constantly speaking those things to us every time we go outside and take a look around us. In Romans chapter 1, verse 20, it says, Forever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and sky. Through everything God made, they can clearly see his invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature, so they have no excuse for not knowing God. We have to just not worry and know that God doesn't have to speak to us every day about, I'm going to get you food today. I'm going to provide air so you can breathe it today. No, we just have it. We receive it. When we see the things around us that he created, we know that he's going to be our provider. He's speaking to us through what we see. Another way that God speaks to us now is through our circumstances. God uses circumstances of everyday life to place us in a position to hear from him. Let's read a few verses here about this. In Proverbs chapter 3, 11 through 13, it says, My child, don't reject the Lord's discipline, and don't be upset when he corrects you, for the Lord corrects those he loves, just as a father corrects a child in whom he delights. Joyful is the person who finds wisdom, the one who gains understanding. And in Psalms chapter 119, 67 and 68, it says, I used to wander off until you disciplined me, but now I closely follow your word. You are good and do only good. Teach me your decrees. So I want to say that sometimes we have things in our life to prune us, to discipline us, to bring us into the right place, the right path that God has for us, to cut things off of us that don't need to be there. In John chapter 15, verse 2, it says, He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit, and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit so that they will produce even more. So God's constantly working in our lives and speaking to us through our circumstances. When things are going on, he's speaking to us, saying, don't do that. 
you need to cut this off, you need to correct this, you need to tweak this just a little bit, you're going down the right path, but there's just a few adjustments that are needed to be made, and when we make them, we'll produce more fruit. Isn't that awesome that God treats us so good that he's wanting us to produce even more fruit for him and become a fruit bearer where everything is good in our lives? He doesn't just let us run wild and do whatever and let us crash and burn. Like he's constantly working in us, closing doors, opening doors. And we have to know when he does certain things in our lives, it's him speaking to us to make minor adjustments. So sometimes we don't need to hear his voice. We need to know and understand when a circumstance happens that that is him speaking to us. And we can have confirmation knowing that there's a peace about it, knowing that it's from the Lord. If it doesn't feel right, you can pray about it. Ask the Lord, Lord, what is this? I don't understand this. Is this right? Is this from you? And just know that we do have an enemy too. So I'm not saying that if something negative happens in your life, the Lord's trying to teach you something. (laughs) Not at all. That's not what I'm trying to say. But sometimes... Some things stretch us, which means it's a little pain. Pruning a tree isn't always easy. It doesn't always feel good, but it always produces something good. God knows what we need to fix in our lives, to get out of our lives, to make something good. So sometimes doors open at the right time. Sometimes they close. So if a door is staying closed, maybe God's trying to tell you, don't keep pushing in that direction. Go where God wants you to go. Pray about it. God will reveal to you where to go. There was a time in my life where I kept applying for jobs and applying, trying to work really hard to get into something, and it wasn't the right time. It wasn't working out. I could have easily got a good job in my field anywhere, and it just wasn't working out. And the Lord did speak to me and told me that I just need to be patient and wait on his timing, that the door that's going to open is going to be from him doing it, not from me. And eventually a door did open and I was able to walk through it. And it was amazing and it's good timing and things are peaceful. Things are just working out. So know that God will open doors and close doors and that's him speaking to you. Romans 8 verse 28 says, And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. So God's working in our lives to bring us into our destiny, to teach us things, to bring us into our calling, to train us, equip us. You know, if you just think about playing an instrument, you you need to constantly train and plan and play on that instrument to get better at it. Well, the Lord wants the same thing for our lives, the things that he called us to do. Let's just say an evangelist. If he called you to be an evangelist, he's going to keep prepping you and training you to be able to teach, to have a heart for people, to give you opportunities to speak to people and stretch and grow you. So doors will open. Some doors will close because it's not time And he doesn't want you to run out too fast if you're not prepared and ready for what's ahead. There's a growing process, a training process. And so we have to trust in the Lord in his process that he knows the best timing and know that he's speaking to us 
through the circumstances that come before us. In Acts chapter 16, verse 6 through 10, it says, Next, Paul and Silas traveled through the area of Phrygia and Galatia, because the Holy Spirit had prevented them from preaching the word in the province of Asia at that time. Then coming to the borders of Mysia, they headed north for the province of Bithynia. But again, the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them to go there. So instead, they went on through Mysia to the seaport of Troas. That night, Paul had a vision. A man from Macedonia in northern Greece was standing there pleading with him, Come over to Macedonia and help us. So we decided to leave for Macedonia at once, having concluded that God was calling us to preach the good news there. These verses are full of doors opening and closing. God speaking to Paul and Silas when they wanted to go somewhere, the Holy Spirit was preventing them from going at that time. It's not that the Lord didn't want the gospel preached everywhere. It wasn't the right time or the right place at that moment. And the Lord opened up a place for Paul and Silas to go, but God spoke in a vision of where to go. So he opened up the right door. So we have to know circumstances happen and we just have to know, is this the Lord? We pray, we ask the Holy Spirit and he will tell us. He doesn't want us just guessing, like we're flipping a coin and wondering if this was the Lord or not. Like he will speak to you. He'll put a peace in your heart. We have to trust the Lord will keep speaking to us through our circumstances. Now here's some actions for you to do. Take a look at the beauty of creation around you, what God has made, and thank him for providing everything that he made for you and for you to be able to live here among his creation. Action number two, when a circumstance happens in your life that you don't like of how it's going, instead of complaining about it, stop and thank the Lord that he'll get you through it and teach you something along the way. We have to understand God's always trying to teach us things. He's trying to prepare us, to equip us, to make us better and stronger. So ask him, what is going on? What is this for? And he'll tell you. He'll speak to you. Action number three, to pray. Ask that the Lord will help you understand when he's speaking to you through your circumstances so that you will know when he is teaching you something. Let's pray right now. Lord God, thank you for all of these listeners and that we will hear your voice through our circumstances, that you're telling us things by doors opening, by doors closing, by things happening, by people coming into our lives. It's not by chance that people are in our path at certain places in certain times. And I pray, Lord God, that our spiritual senses are opened to hearing your Holy Spirit more clearly, that when we're in a circumstance that is from you, that we'll understand why and we'll understand to be patient and wait on you and not complain because we wish it were a different way or we were somewhere else. Lord God, I just thank you that you are going to lead and guide and direct our lives and we give ourselves to you. Amen. Thank you so much for listening. I hope just listening to these scriptures are going to help you hear God's voice more clearly, even when he's not speaking, but by what you're seeing, by the things you're going through, you'll know that it's the Lord. Thank you, and God bless you. Anoint